0: Angela McLeod is the president of the UN Women National Committee Aotearoa New Zealand. I just found out that they are holding an event next Tuesday called Journey to Justice, a project launch for women in the Solomon Islands. So I'm keen to find out what this event is about and what the UN Women do and what they are aiming to achieve. Welcome to B Side Stories on Access Radio, Angela. Kia ora. What does the UN Women actually do from New Zealand? Well, we
1: are a national committee of the UN Women, which is a, a section of the United Nations. Yes. And so we're autonomous from them, but we do have a recognition, recognition agreement, and we are like an NGO, non-government organisation, or we are considered in another term civil society. So what we do is we take on board and we raise money for projects to empower women, particularly in the Pacific. We are able to make comment on uh, issues affecting women or the empowerment of women in New Zealand. Right. But essentially we uh, fundraise and support uh, projects for women in the
0: Pacific. What is the reason for supporting the Pacific specifically?
1: Uh, in the Pacific, well, women are the most vulnerable, right? And the statistics on uh, on issues affecting them, are, well, they're appalling, quite frankly. Right. So we have, you know, the I think there's less than three percent women in leadership positions, particularly in parliament. Right. And we have a chronic and um, violence against women, viol- and violence against children. You know, there's so many things mm. about. Um women that are that are not good in the Pacific, and mm. so that's why we're focusing on them.
0: Right, fair enough. Mm. What are the circumstances that have led to this this problem for women in the Pacific? Um, partly it's cultural. Um, Partly
1: it's colonisation and the effect of. um, Partly it's economic. Um, Certainly climate change has a lot to do now with, um, you know, women are the most vulnerable in climate change, disasters, those sorts of things. Mm, mm.
0: Well, that gets a bit too much to bear really, Mm. doesn't it? Mm -hmm. So now you've got an event coming up next Tuesday. As I mentioned, I just found out about it. Journey to Justice project launch. So what is it you're aiming to do with the project? Um, So what we're aiming to do,
1: uh, you know, women in the Solomons, we've been focusing a couple of our projects uh, or fundraising projects and uh, focus in in the Solomons. You know, women there are particularly uh, more vulnerable than, say, the Polynesian islands, you know, Tongan and Samoa. I'm not saying that, you know, any is Mm-mm. better than the other or worse than the other, but particularly we've got a, a, an interest here. And what we're hoping to do is set up, with this project anyway, is set up a support mechanism, an advocacy mechanism for women that are suffering for, or suffered from violence. So it, it's about providing legal advice and, um, you know, education mm. to, to men and women outside of Honey that are that are suffering from violence.
0: Right, right. And is there anything else that that can be done to I guess change the the, the behaviour toward women? Is, oh, oh, <laughs> is that a big can of can of worms or really? well, <laughs> <laughs> There's, uh, there's so
1: much, because this is, uh, you know, our 16 days of activism about violence against women, you know, right. we've got the White Ribbon Day coming up. Yes. I mean, White Ribbon Day has always been a big thing for UN women um National Committee Aotearoa New Zealand because we, when we were UNIFEM, we bought it here. I mean, right. to New Zealand. A, a group of, I mean, I'm not sure if you know the history, but a group of men in Canada. No, but can Canada. We talk about? Yeah, so a group of men in Canada came up with the idea. They started working and uh, campaigning to reduce violence against women because they don't see it as acceptable. As for why there could possibly be you know, what needs to change, there's a huge change I think needs to happen. I mean this is a this is a personal thing, but all of the work that we're doing with UN women points to this. We need to empower women at all levels. Mm. And part of that is economic empowerment, but part of it is also removing barriers to that empowerment and part of that is cultural. I don't think that we're in a position to to push cultural change in an Outside of the cultural mm. context, yes. So we have to be really careful that we don't change
0: a culture. I do understand what S- you're saying. So yeah. we don't. So <laughs> we don't want to change
1: the good things about the culture. Mm. We want to be able to change the attitude towards women yes. within a cultural context. Yes, and that is where our projects are really good because we we work with. Um, people like VSA who have you know experienced um, project managers, experienced um, people that take carry out projects to work within the cultural context yes. in which we're operating. And so that's what's really good about this, that's what it's about building up community leaders, advocates, paralegals, those sorts of you know groups to to support the change that we need to see. Some of it, of course, when I talked earlier about the colonisation of the Pacific, yes. Part of the problem, I think, is from is, is, is a result of that right as well. Mm. I think because colonisation changed culture in a way that it probably shouldn't have changed, and I think there's a bit of a conflict there although if I had time and money of course I could do some research into it but but that's my thoughts seeing you know knowing some of the women that I know in these areas and knowing a a woman that I've met internationally and the respect that a lot of cultures actually had for women
0: I just think that some of that's changed with colonisation and development. And they're just not sitting alongside each other in, in a progressive way.
1: No. Well, it's kind of relative to this. I met a woman at a conference one time in Vanuatu who was from Papua New Guinea in the Highlands, and she had a supermarket. And the supermarket is not like you and I envisage a supermarket. You go to a window and you ask for the butter and the milk and they go away and they get it and they bring it back. Like You know, I suppose it's from a safety mechanism. Now, she lived in an area where the chiefs practised polygamy. And I guess they practised that from a carrying on the good bloodline view right right? but because of the development opportunities that had been provided in this area from um, mines and other um, outside influences a lot of the young men were earning money and they were earning money and they were then building up their um their power base kind of thing. And instead of that whole cultural chiefly context, they were they were feeling more in power because they had money from right. working in the mines. And so they started having women more women yes. practising polygamy, but they were also violent with it. Right. Whereas the chiefs weren't necessarily that way because mm. it was more of a you know, nice thing to do to be carrying on your bloodline. Mm. And what she, her husband was violent, and she was building up the supermarket to go and she was going to open another supermarket in another province to leave him. Wow! And to me, that's the bad thing about some of so-called development. The culture, the change, the culture was changing because of the money those men were earning. There wasn't any work around keeping the cultural context and therefore women and children
0: safe. Yes, and money. Yes, money becoming Mm. the empowerer as opposed Mm. to the tradition and the culture. Absolutely. Are you meeting a lot of women that have similar stories to the one you've just told? Yes, I have. Mm. Uh, I... I mean, in the course of this project,
1: we will meet more women. Right, yes. And, and I imagine probably more so what we will do is we will meet more women that are working in that space as opposed to actually meeting those women. But of course, as president, you know, and some of the people that we have on board supporting us in our team... I mean, we'd love to, of course, if we had the money, to pop over to the Solomon Islands and actually meet some of these women. Because those stories, like the one that I just told, are really powerful and they're mm. the sort of thing that that others are likely to hear. And then they go, oh gosh, we, mu- we we need to support change in this space. And then they hear about us coming up with a project that does support change in that place. Then they can therefore support us in some way or another, whether it be financial or you know, we can kind or participation. Yeah, yeah. Mm. great.
0: What stage are you at with the project? Okay, we're at the very first stage. Great. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> it's but it's <laughs> a great place to be. <laughs> it
1: is. It is. So so the launch is about launching the project. And therefore, and build on, and right. therefore call on people to support us in some way, preferably fundraising and donations. Great. But you know, like you were saying before, there could be somebody that wanted to support with participation. In the first instance, what we're trying to do, what we want to do, is build up ten to fifteen community leaders, um, and they'll be trained to serve as. Advocates and paralegals, right? Great. And then, I mean, what the good thing about these projects is that they will they need to build on over time. But if we start them off, then the communities can kind of like get involved and build on them. So um, we will work with the community organisations in the Solomon's right. and the service p- providers that are already there to identify those community leaders that we can train, and then. Um, it will be piloted in two provinces and then expand to other areas. Fantastic. So hopefully we can benefit a hundred women.
0: Wow, community that's awesome! Year. And mm. of course, it, it has that ripple effect out mm-hmm. into communities, even to uh, create some hope, mm. I guess, for people as well mm. that feel like they're stuck mm. with the event. Um, so you've got some quite. An interesting people talking, and you have you mentioned you have a relationship with the VSA. Mm-hmm. Um, also, a woman called Nina Nawalo, Nawalowalo. Mm-hmm. she's got quite a unique way of helping women mm-hmm. heal from the abuse. Can you share with our listeners what she does? Okay, so Nina is the artistic director of
1: the conch and director of stages of change in the Solomon Islands, right? So I think that's a neat way, yeah. actually, because you know there are so many different ways that we can empower women, and this is this is a really mm. unique but uh, fairly
0: powerful. And I'm so looking forward to yeah. hearing how she does it and the effects of it. So, so is she coming to Wellington for this event? Yes, she is. Wow, I've seen the white ribbon posters around town, mm-hmm. but your event is also on the 25th of November, mm-hmm. which I found out is the International Day for the Elimination of Violence Against Women. It is. And it's a real shame that I even have to read that out, really, isn't it? It is. Mm.
1: And the real shame of it is, is that the worldwide statistic is no different than New New Zealand statistics. So we're on par globally, (laughs) not something to be proud of? Um, Absolutely, it's nothing to be proud of. But uh, one in three women are going to suffer at the hands of their intimate partner at least once in their lifetime. Mm. It's absolutely
0: unacceptable. Mm. Mm. Angela, how have you come to be involved with UN Women? Well, I've had a little
1: history of being involved in, in advocating for, for change. Great. Uh, I was involved with Trade Aid for some time. Okay. And uh, on their national council, it doesn't exist in in the format it was when I right, was involved, right? Yeah, um, but it, so I was involved with the education programs back then, and uh, then I moved into working with uh, the Upper Hutt um, Business and Professional Women's Club, great, which is part of the New Zealand Federation of Business and Professional Women. So I've been involved with them for some time, and was president and being involved with, you know, particularly issues uh, involving you know women in New Zealand and an advocate for women, and you know I'm involved with several other bits and pieces, or several other groups, the Pay Equity Challenge Coalition. I'm the media spokesperson for them, so I'm involved in really driving for a reduction of the gender pay gap.
0: Great. And, um, we la- love you.
1: Yeah, the, la- <laughs> <laughs> the last two years <laughs> I've, been, um, I've, had the, uh, I've had the absolute pleasure to be working from home um, as uh, a- executive um, and communications manager for an international, for women's organisation.
0: It's great. So, Working women's at the UN, rights yeah. has been yeah. mm-hmm. your career drive, really, by the sounds yeah, it, it, of it. Yeah, it's like a, it's like this innate part of me. Yeah. And, uh, Is there mm. something that kind of pushes you along, or keeps you inspired, or makes you, you know, drives you with this? Well, I just think it's a huge
1: injustice how we treat mm. our women, and I say we because it's we as a society. Yes. And uh, I don't know. We just, we just need. We need to be able to stand up and support and advocate for them. And I know that there are different, you know, there are different people and there are different needs and different skill sets in the society. So not everybody is going to be able to have the ability, as I do, to be able to advocate for women. But there are lots of us. That's right. Um, And, you know, there there are quite a few groups. And I just think... There actually, there are a lot of women's groups that are working for the empowerment of women in some way or another. And I think that it's part of this whole patriarchy and patriarchal society where we're actually not given the airtime. So, you know, we really do appreciate being able to have the airtime today. But, mm. you know, mainstream media, for instance, this morning I was watching um, mainstream media and, you know, we've just had a G20 in yes. Brisbane. Gender equality was actually on the agenda. Didn't know that. See <laughs> <laughs> yep. and there's a problem in itself. Mm. The way the, the way the media portrays mm. women, the way media portrays or covers gender equality. Sure there was climate change and that's an issue and you know President Obama had to bring that up for it in order to for it to be discussed. Yes. But there's a gender dimension to climate change as well. So, you know, there's a whole there's a whole space in this world where I don't know what it is. We're just Gender equality is just not talked about. Yeah. And so there's lots of us out there trying our best to to advocate on behalf of women.
0: What do you think as New Zealanders we can do just in our everyday or, or what's an awareness we can have around equality for women? That's a big
1: question because it's quite, and it's quite a complex mm, answer.
0: Mm. I
1: think essentially we need to change our behaviour and we need a fundamental right. shift in thinking. And that's from everybody, and that's from saying, oh, she plays like a girl. I was like, Well, actually, if we were to talk about rugby, the women's rugby team has won the rugby, International Rugby World Cup, uh, you know, four times. Great. So, of course, if you're going to be a rugby player and play like a girl, well, hey, we're going to win the World Cup <laughs> yeah, more <great>. often. Yeah, <laughs> So, yes, um, they can become
0: quite a scary actually, thing. you and know? cricket is the same.
1: You just <laughs> yes. so have a look at our women's cricket team; we're far more successful on in the international stage than our men are. So, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's just that's a start. It's about a change in language, mm. you know. And I think that we all need to actually mm. stop and take a look at ourselves, and you know, and actually think about it when we go and say something like that. Or what did we actually mean by that? You, you know, so so that's part of. I mean it's just a huge topic. I mean it's a huge question, a huge oh, topic. But there's absolutely. a start. but
0: there is a great start. Look at our language. Can I let you tell the
1: listeners what else you are doing? Um, well my main employment is uh, I am a policy research and communications advisor. But also you have a farm. What do, do. you farm? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, my husband and I have a lifestyle block. Great. Um, I have a degree in agriculture, so I'm very it's careful well. about language. <laughs> yes. So I have a lifestyle block right, because it's good. Fourteen and a half acres or Just over five hectares. Right. And uh, we have cattle and pigs and sheep. And we have a couple of chickens for our household eggs. Essentially, uh, we try and um, self-sustain with regards to meat. Um, And we do have a few vegetables planted.
0: Angela, so let's just go back to the event quickly. So it is next Tuesday the 25th. Yes. Called Journey to Justice. Can anyone come to the event on oh, Tuesday? Absolutely. Right, okay, absolutely. so you know
1: anyone can come. Great. Um, there are tickets. It's, it's, it's not a free event yes, because, yes. you know, we need to build up some funds in order to do this really wonderful project. So uh, the, you can have a look on our website, nz, or um, you can go to event, find it's quite a big name. Yes. So you can go to adventfinderconz backslash 2014 backslash journey to Justice
0: Project Launch Cocktail. Great. Or so you can go into the UN Women's website Where and click on, on the link. <laughs> Angela Macleod, thank you so much for coming in. There are many more questions to ask you but I know you've got a busy day. Thank you. You're welcome. Kia ora.